and we're live on episode 58 of the Talking Hockey Podcast with Ty, Luke, Martin, and Eric. It's been a couple of weeks, everybody. How's everyone doing? Haven't uh, haven't talked to Eric in like three weeks now. <laughs> How are you feeling about that, Ty? He I just misses give, me. I want to give a special shout out to Eric tonight because he posted the question for the podcast <laughs> before we started recording. <laughs> So he didn't do it during and he didn't do it after. So I, I honestly want to give a special shout out to Eric for doing it's called foresight. A little Luke. bit more than the bare minimum. Yeah. It's called foresight hey. 30 or it was 45 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Eric works 65 hours a week, okay? 65 hours a week. <laughs> and then and, Martin, to tw- and Martin's too busy help to help me because he's busy buying houses and uh Selling hockey cards, apparently. And going on dates. Step up. And going on dates, even though it's locked down. Not going on right. dates. At I'm Doug Ford. With her after At her Doug Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll go into the new introduction. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. And we're back. Oh, that was good. The trade deadline. Yeah. Oh wow, Ty, that was really good. Well, this we're 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 learning with the new uh, intro every week. I do say, Ty, though, like in the introduction that we're here with Eric, Martin, Luke, and Ty. So you don't need to include that part for future. For future, just the episode number. You didn't tell me. Well, if you listen to the episodes. (laughs) <laughs> you, you would, would know anybody? this ty if you listen did, did you know that eric <laughs> yeah i did because i listened i didn't listen to last week's but i listened to uh, why is why is that <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on so <laughs> the first trade we gotta bring down today is the i think we got to start off with the big one which is mantha and uh rana okay. washington and detroit who saw that coming? Three fifty nine or what? Two fifty nine p.m. That trade was processed. Nobody saw it blue. coming. Usually, Nobody. usually the last trades are just like this fourth liner gets traded for a fifth round pick, and this bottom pair D gets traded for a, a third round pick. Not or even like bottom that. pairing D. It's like an eighth defenseman. Or... Yeah, like just the depth guys. Just <laughs> and forward. then all of a sudden, so it's like those trades are just coming through. You're like whatever, friggin' Barabanov got traded for Suamela. And I don't know, I, I, I just random dudes getting traded, and then all of a sudden, breaking news: Anthony Mantha traded to to Washington. It was the last trade of the day, yeah. According to TSN's track uh, trade center board or trade tracker board, it was the last trade. The trades before that were Madison Bowie, who got traded for a fourth round pick, uh, Jordy Ben, Michael Raffle. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Hayden yeah, Flurry, Alexander Barabanov, and Ben Hutton. Yeah, dude, <laughs> those were insane. Trades. And then Mantha Vrana. I okay. Lost and the team. worst part is, I texted this to. I was like, "Oh my god, yo, everybody, this just happened. What the hell just happened?" And no one responded. Luke, Luke, <laughs> then he's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> I reacted. I reacted. I, feel like I, I honestly, reacted. Eric was at work, but yeah, Eric came back like half an hour later. Like, oh my god, what just happened? And that's when I, I responded. Doing, I, I read it as Olimata. That's what. I, that's what I thought was traded. <laughs> Luke was like, "Who cares? It's Olimata." Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, who even trades for Olimata anymore? I acknowledged okay. it in my mind. No. I just didn't acknowledge it. Martin, you, a lot, you acknowledge a lot of things in your mind, okay? Yes, I do. I do do that a lot. Martin's a thinker. He's a thinker. He doesn't express himself a lot. He likes to be Martin's remain mysterious. a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> this is how you buy houses at 26. Oh, my God. Okay. With, with, your parents, with, your, with your parents' help. <laughs> no, no. There's, no, no. Yeah, like yes, people, yes, yes. A lot of people are <laughs> have yes. to have people... Have your yeah, you need co-sign. Yeah. Martin. Martin, I respect you buying a house more with your parents than Eric buying a Florida house with his nineteen <laughs> cousins. Okay, so 
<laughs> I will. I will give you props. Hey, at least I get to live in mine. <laughs> Eric's are, Eric's isn't point. even built for the next seven years. Hey, and it'll hey, be, un- it it'll be under. Built. It might. It'll never be underwater by the time it's built. Be- <laughs> yeah, it, that, it might never get built. You are correct. <laughs> Florida can be burn so up in funny. flames. It'll, for it'll all literally I know. be it'll be by definition a sunk cost, both metaphorically <laughs> and literally. Um, okay, so uh, that trade. We'll get back to this trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy I, because what's what was okay? I, I I know Mantas are a solid player. He's probably one of Detroit's best players. Him, Larkin, Bertuzzi. That's basically their team, or was their yeah. team. Um, yeah. But he's Matt is now 26. They traded for Jacob Verana first to second, and pa- Panic was just kind of thrown in there as well. I think that's a huge win for Detroit. I think it's an unbelievable that- win. Like, that's crazy. It would be a win if that wasn't even a first and it was just a second, second. Like, two It seconds. would be a win if it was a third round pick. <laughs> getting Verana back, yeah. Getting are basically the Verana. same player. Yeah, like, equal, like talent wise, like Verana's. I think a year. He he's a year younger than Mantha is right now. He okay. So last year, last season, he had sixty a sixty two point pace with uh twenty five goals last year in seventy games, and that was while playing literally fifteen minutes a night. With yeah. literally just over a minute and a half of power play time, like that's very ridiculously good numbers. Yeah, he's always been a solid dude, and he, he just and he won a playing. cup. Wasn't yeah. he on the cup winning team? So yeah, that's unreal. And his points per sixty were three, like three points per sixty minutes. That's but like guys, equivalent to most first line players. What what you're forgetting here is that Anthony Manta scored in his first Washington Capitals game. Therefore, <laughs> it makes it a hundred percent worth it. I mean, I, I, but the thing is, Mantha's a great player, right? Like he is. Mantha's a solid it's player. It's just like, he, yeah, he's an incredible player. It's just like, why would you trade? Trade? Well, first off, you're buying low on him, which is also really interesting, because he was on mm-hmm. like a forty-something point pace with Detroit mm-hmm. after a seventy-two point pace the year before, and he was playing. So he was on a. Uh, Vrana was on a sixty-five point pace with fifteen minutes a night. Mantha was on a 72-point pace last year with 19 minutes a night and a minute more of power play time as well. So, you know, the difference in value between those two is not very big if there is any value difference at all. But paying a first-round pick, plus losing a guy that's been a part of your core, who is a better goal scorer, who's, you know, been around with you guys for long, that's kind of, it was kind of weird. It was, out, it was definitely out of the blue. I don't think trade. that... I don't think they thought that Vrana was part of their core. Like he was just like a complimentary sort of piece. I think based on the way Washington was using him, yeah. But it's a huge win for because Mantha doesn't fit Detroit's window. Detroit is is still like to be a competitive team, probably four or five years away. By then, Mantha would have been thirty, thirty one. For looking at it realistically, yeah. so to get a, to get a player back who's just as good, who they can pump up this year, play on the first line for the rest of this season with Detroit. Um, and then he also, Vrana, I mean, just to be honest, just to be honest like, he doesn't Vrana. fit their window either. Vrana, they, they should keep him. I don't, I don't see a reason to trade him. You don't need, you don't need a roster full of 19 and 20 year olds. You can have an elite goal scoring winger who's 29 when your entire core is 21 or 22. I'm not saying you don't yeah. trade him eventually, but why, why not sign him? Right? I agree. Well, I'm just if if they can drive up the interest in them and they can say, all right, get another first or sec- first and second round pick for the following draft as well. Mm, I, I, I I I think the Detroit has a lot of picks. They have 11 picks in this upcoming draft. They have a bunch of picks the next draft. I don't think they need first rounders. I think they need guys who can play. And I know they're going to suck for the next couple of years, obviously. But Vrana's 25 years old. He's 25. You know, well, like, Mantha was twenty six. Like I, 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 know, I just don't I think that all like, that, that's a year. Di- that's a year difference. He has one year well, left on year, his deal. They're two years apart in age, actually. Two years. Mantha's in 94, 94. So he's turning twenty seven this year. Oh shit! Is Vrana our age <laughs> or my age? <laughs> God Bra- damn it! Yeah, Vrana's a ninety six. <laughs> okay. We would have oh, been uh, the the twenty fourteen draft. Everybody, yeah, I, I was the last day. Draft. 
uh, September 15th, 20, uh, 20, uh, 1996 was the last day of eligibility for the. So I would have been like one of those guys who was, uh, who still had another year of development, basically. But that's yeah, you're one of the, the young point. guns. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Rana, Rana the youngest, has, yeah. <laughs> Ty, even with 15 more years of development, I don't think you would have been drafted. <laughs> yeah, you're a not lifetime really of close. development later. <laughs> yeah. We're still working on your personality in. development. Okay, I don't know about your athletic <laughs> capabilities. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say Vrana has he he's an RFA this season, so that's part of it. Whereas Mantha's signed long term, so that was part of the value difference. I feel yes. it's that you're paying yes. for a guy with term versus not. But the thing is, Detroit can sign Vrana for seven years right now, and it'll, the deal will take him till he's 32. That's fine. You can have a guy who has some experience plays with the younger guys you know you you need to put your young guys with some guys they that talk know about how to play cup hockey. experience there you go Rana has your cup experience he has playoff experience wasn't he has panic cup on that experience. team too or no was that uh, panic is now on the team yeah and he's signed to an actually no but Pan- panic, wasn't he on the stanley deal. cup team i don't uh, remember i don't think so no i don't think yeah, so. i think he was i think that's the was year he? he showed up Someone fact check it i'll pull him up yeah, so. we'll see we'll see yeah, I know he but, was on Arizona but regar- for a bit. Regardless, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. No, he was not. He, he wasn't. The following year, yeah. Yeah. He got the year, the year after. Yeah, okay. So so regardless. But he's still a solid right? depth like, guy. I he's always he's him. a solid player. He's not like – he's making 2.75 for three more years. He's 30 years old. He's not going to be worth the deal necessarily, or he might just be worth the deal. But that's mm-hmm. a fine contract to have. Detroit has the cap space, obviously, obviously, going into next season. They have 30, I think, uh, projected cap space next season is $50 million. So <laughs> they have money to spend. They're going to keep using their cap space to acquire a bunch of other guys. Um, oh, they have a Eric, lot of money. your microphone. Off. Yeah, I know. Sorry. They have a lot of money coming off the books. Jonathan Bernier, $3 million. Zetterberg, $6 million. Zetterberg. <laughs> <laughs> they still have him on there. Uh, Bobby Ryan. They have Darren Helmoff. They have Fuploff. They have Abdul K. I don't think Abdul Kader is will be off. Where is he? I don't even Did see. He get bought oh, out, here right? he is. Yeah, he okay. already got bought out. Buy, bought out. So that that deal's on their books for five more years after this year. But it's only right. at two million, two million, then three, and then one million. But a lot of money coming off the books. Vrana's deal is going to be very affordable for them. They could probably pay him less than seven million bucks, I'd guess, because he hasn't been getting those big minutes. If he was getting those big minutes, he'd probably be making bigger money. But because he hasn't actually hit thirty goals yet or sixty points yet, he's he's going to get a cheaper deal. They could also flip him in the off season. Yeah, they that's could, a, but that's what I'm saying they should do. But that's me. But he's a solid guy. But it, I think it's a just getting the the draft picks as well with that makes it a big win for Detroit. And we have a couple other trades to go on, so let's uh, move well, along. The the other thing I just wanted to say is, do you guys think Mantha improves the team like right now that much, like Washington? Because I, I, <sighs> I don't it's think so. It's hard to say. It depends where they play him. If they're giving him top-line minutes that they didn't want to give Rana. He got the exact same amount of minutes Rana's been getting. I, but that's his first game. I mean, to be fair. First game, yeah. first to be game fair, means first nothing. Game. I know. First game means really? nothing, but as of right now, he played basically 15 minutes a night. The thing is, like, if you want to get more minutes, you need to either be on the first power play and get that extra one or two minutes a game, or you need to be on the penalty kill, get an extra few minutes a game there. Because at even strength, Washington doesn't load their lines where, up too where heavily he on play? the top two. Like what line? He's on the second line. Okay. He's on the second line with uh, Backstrom and TJ Oshie. That was his. That was where he was last night. So that that's a very good spot for him too. That's a very fantasy relevant spot. That's a good spot for him to put up good number, better situation than he was in Detroit, anyways. But, anyways, moving on. The big win for Detroit on that trade. Big trade deadline winner. Next big deal. I think we got to talk about uh, Taylor Hall. Yeah. And uh, and in relation to that, Kyle Palmieri, who somehow got way more than Taylor Hall did. <sighs> Taylor Hall literally wanted to go to one place. Taylor Hall, so I, and I know that people don't want to believe it. So you think he cocked them? I think so. 
Both I don't him think so. and the GM L- said L- that he only wanted Boston, basically. L- listening to uh, Elliot Friedman's pod, the post-deadline uh, pod, um, it sounds like Hall, that Hall flexed his no-movement clause and was like, this is it. This is the only place. But it sounds like Lou might have cucked. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Might have cucked because mm-hmm. Taylor Hall sounded like he was down to go to the Islanders. But then Lou got the better deal out of New Jersey because he was playing both teams against. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. See each other. So Martin, this is what I heard happened, and this yeah. and Rachel Dory report had this story on her podcast, mm-hmm. and she she said she had a source within uh, a very well placed source apparently. So <laughs> you know, I, I relatively trust her on that. But regardless, she said that. Uh, Kevin Adams, Buffalo's GM, had the exact same deal for Taylor Hall that the Islanders then made with Kyle Palmieri. And he apparently told Lou Lamorello no because he thought he can get more if he waited. So apparently he had the exact same Kyle Palmieri deal, which was, uh, can you pull it up? Can one of you pull it up? AJ Greer, Mason Yobst. First round pick 2021 and fourth round pick 2022. So, so all of that, he could have gotten for Taylor Hall plus maybe one other contract or one other piece. I'm not sure. But he mm-hmm. could have gotten that deal. Instead, he waited after that. And then and just got when, And then got cucked. Because apparently Boston <laughs> was also willing to offer more for Taylor Hall. But because the too. Islanders made the Kyle Palmieri move, the market dried up because there weren't that many other teams that had both the cap space or the mm-hmm. will to pay a certain amount to get a top, a top six forward like Taylor or Hall. Or the interest from Taylor Hall to go there. Ex- exactly, be- right? Be- so, just exa- like Boston, the only team. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly yeah. right, Ty. So huge mistake by Ke- Ke- uh, Kevin Adams on his first uh, deadline. So he day. needed to be playing both teams at once too and then well, making he them kind- happen he kind just of like was. That. He kind of was, but he waited because he thought he could get a better deal, and yeah. then instead ended up with a I mean, second. I mean, I also would think and, that and you'd be able to get a better deal than that. Taylor Hall, I, I know that everyone loves Taylor Hall, and he was the league MVP a couple years ago. I don't ago. like Taylor Hall. But that was a couple years ago, and he's now had three years of being injured and sucking. And maybe he goes to Boston. Maybe that he produces well there. He's in a he's in a much better situation than Buffalo. No guarantee. I think he might go off. He could go. He off. might. He already got a point last night against Buffalo. No, I think didn't. it was Buffalo. Yeah, it was no, he didn't get a point. He didn't yeah, get. He a got point. an assist. No, he didn't. I'm looking didn't? at the box score right now. Okay, well I'm an idiot. <laughs> His line played well, but I mean, okay. I agree. You are. The other the other thing is that like, oh, a goal was scored with him on the ice. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. There yeah. we go. Congrats, you big, big win. A, I think he was originally. He, it looked like he was going to get an assist, but then they they he was a plus one. Really he was just getting on the bench after his shift. Are you sure? <laughs> no, no. Because no, I, I, I saw the goal that he got the plus one on. I thought he got an assist on it, but they probably just didn't count it because another Buffalo player touched it before. So, anyways, none point. Or because he doesn't know how to set up a play. He, I don't know what to think about. Like he has not been good. And, okay, so um, so the thing is, last year he still had a sixty-six point pace season. That's still very. It's not all-star numbers, but that's a very good year. The year before that, yeah. ninety-two point pace. The year before that, hundred point pace. Right. So. He's not a 41-point player, 41-point pace player. He's a he's closer to – he's probably not 100 like his uh, all-star year. He's probably not – maybe he isn't even 92-point pace, but he's definitely 65-point pace plus for yeah. a top-line winger. And that's what Boston, Boston got for basically nothing. And the only thing that's fallen off this year is basically the amount of shots he was taking and his shooting percentage, which dropped from – 9.7% and 7% to 2%. There's no way he's going to shoot 
for the rest of his career. Right. So, I, so there's regression to the mean coming here. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I it's a mind boggling trade, to be honest. It's pretty it, bad. It's a, it's a bad trade for, for Buffalo, like guaranteed. They, they, they got a second round pick and a guy who's, who's not a, you can't even call Anders Bjork a prospect. He's I think 23, 24 at this point. And he can't crack. He couldn't really crack the Boston lineup in his in his time in his tenure there. He he got an assist in his first game against Boston, though. Anders Bjork, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah well, Derek Buffalo, and Taylor Hall. Buffalo won the trade. Yeah, Buffalo won the trade. <laughs> it's to, but you would expect to get a lot more because when he signed in Buffalo, I, I remember in the off season, right? He signed in Buffalo. Everyone's like, "What the hell?" And then everyone is Buffalo is this year. Buffalo makes the playoffs. Absolutely not. <laughs> that was never but, happening. Yeah. But that was like, never happening. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, okay, well, he signed in Buffalo career revitalization. If they don't, if they're still not good enough to make the playoffs, they can trade them for a first and a prospect to a contender. And it all looks good. Everything that went wrong for Taylor Hall and Buffalo went wrong for Taylor Hall and Buffalo. <laughs> that yes. The best you can get but, is a second and Anders Bjork. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. So though, so really, he should have been able to say like Taylor Hall isn't the player that's been on our team. Taylor Hall is the player that had a 70 point pace last year, give or take, and was an elite play. And he still was. The thing is, like he's been awful this year, but it's only his finishing that's been awful. Everything else is, you know, look, you look at any of his metrics, you watch him play. He's doing everything almost exactly the same. He just can't shoot. Like, and I don't know if that's a luck thing. It's probably a combination of luck slash now he hasn't been able to score. So now there's the, the fear, the, uh, the emotion kicking in that's hurting him. But like the fact that Kevin Adams turned down a better trade looks really bad for him in his first go around. Cause he has, he doesn't even have any GM experience, right? If you go to his, yeah. ha- his uh, cap friendly page, I don't remember where his last job was, but he does, he hasn't been an assistant GM he hasn't been a GM, um, so it's looking really bad on Buffalo now that they missed out on a potential first round pick, even if it's not a we the strongest draft. Like that was he only got a he second. He didn't seem like a good GM. He like he never seemed like of. a good pick. Yeah, but that's not so. surprising because it's Buffalo and they never make any good picks to begin with. But. <laughs> they're, but yeah, they're they're drafting on laptop webcam quality. <laughs> I mean, they, they improved the amount of picks that they have this draft now, like, right? They have a first, two seconds, two thirds. That's all nice and great, but it's an awful team. They still have a long way to go. They still have where are they million. Where are they going to take with those picks? Yeah, well. Eichel's gone, probably. They have decisions they, to make with Reinhardt. Still, yeah. They still only have like five scouts or six scouts right now in total in their organization. Coming into a draft where they have, you know, five or five picks in the first three rounds, so that's going to clearly go very well for them. Uh, so, anyways, they're like, honestly mess. Jeff Carter almost got more. <laughs> what what Sam did Jeff Bennett Carter get? More. Sam Bennett got Sam more. Sam Bennett yeah. did get more. Uh, Jeff Carter got a third and uh, next year fourth. Both conditional, though. I'm not sure what the conditions are. Sa- Almost better. Sam- <laughs> Sorry, can you re- you repeat what Jeff Carter got? Conditional this year, third, conditional fourth next year. How did Jeff Carter even get anything? That's also <laughs> very- oh, that was actually the next trade I wanted to talk about anyway. So I'm glad you brought that up. But well, that, Jeff- that how did Jeff Taylor- Carter okay, so wait, get? Wait, 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 one second, one second. I wanted to say Taylor Hall is a win for Boston, but yes, he's still not great. I don't think he'll be good for Boston. That's my take on it. And then okay. just wanted to that's say a, my winners and losers take. for each for each trade. Okay, yeah. 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 So win, <laughs> winner is definitely Boston, hundred yeah. percent, no matter what happens. Unless they even if they miss no, if they miss the playoffs, that's a little L. But like value wise, straight off the bat, that's a win. He makes Boston's top six forwards good. Their bottom yeah. six forwards and their entire defense is is awful. They they added uh, Mike Riley from the the Senators, yeah. which I really liked that move because he's been pickup. the best or second best defenseman on Ottawa this year, right? That was a good so, pickup. Yeah, that yeah. was a very yeah. good and that was a good value pickup. What did they pay a fourth round pick? Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. So my my favorite part of the Hall trade was when he came out afterwards and he's like, 
I wanted to be on a winning team with a team that might not make the playoffs. And the fact that he doesn't want to be like the guy in a market like Boston. Boston is like a huge market for hockey. So I don't know. Everything he says, he just goes and does the exact But he's opposite. not the guy. He's like the fourth guy. He's, okay, he's, he's like not the guy, guy, but he's the new guy. He's still going to have a lot of pressure on him. He's... I don't know that he fits well on the line of Krejci and Craig Smith because that's who he was playing with last night. Like, who's shooting on that line? Craig Smith. That's all he does. Craig Smith. Rip the puck from everywhere. Craig Smith just shoots. Guy puts up like two hundred. But I mean, like a guy who can score. Yeah. I don't know. Is he? He's not an elite goal scorer. No. Yeah. But so I don't think Taylor Hall Hall is. is, Oh, I know. But like, you can't put you can't put Hall with Pasternak. Yeah, no. you got to keep those big boys together. Yeah. Anyway, that's let's move on to the next one. Jeff Carter, you said. Yeah. By the way, I just wanted to say the Bruins are fairly comfortably in a playoff spot right now, though. They're at fifty. They're four points ahead of the Rangers with two games in hand. Yeah, I was going to say that's they're pretty health, like. Set. That's a healthy. Yeah, but but they know. just got a cursed man to join their team. Yeah, there's exactly. only there's only there's only what uh, ten. 14 games left for the Rangers. Like, that's not a lot of games. 14 games but to catch up, four points plus a two games in hand lead. Looking at looking at Boston's goal differential, even if they do make the playoffs, I don't think they're they're getting out of that division. Oh, their goal differential is brutal. Six goal yeah. differential. The Rangers are behind them, and they have a 24 goal differential. Yeah, plus 24. Yeah, but like Boston is, yeah, Boston is not a good yeah. team this year. The Rangers are, are not, coming on stronger. Yeah, they're a, they're a good team still, but they're not a dominant but, team like. But they the thing were is, the those US two past. additions they made were the additions they needed to make to improve that team. Mike Riley, that second pair, he's good. They're good now, right? They they've solved their second pair issue, uh, not fully. You know, they they'd still like another top four defenseman in there, but you know that's a lo- um, that makes their defense a lot better. Taylor Hall makes their forward group a lot better. I think they did exactly what they needed to do to stay in that playoff race. This is, and, this and is a really, side note. Yep. This is a side note from the trade talk, but I just wanted to flag to tie that Nick Bonino has three points tonight, a goal and two assists. <laughs> What's Ooh, Patrick Kane he's better to? than Kane. He's What's better Patrick than Kane. Kane doing tonight. No. Let's go. <laughs> but okay. the, the, the East division isn't even that strong either. The Capitals, it's Islanders, not. Penguins, nobody's looking at those guys going – that's the the guy that's going to win. Nobody's betting. Well, some people probably are, but nobody's looking at them and going, okay, the, that's the best team in the league right now. So uh, I think they think as long as they get in the playoffs, they have a chance of coming out of that division. And if they do, they're right into the Eastern Conference Finals. So. Okay, yeah. Jeff Carter. The, Jeff Carter. Does people, um, do people really care about this trade? Apparently, because we got a bunch of requests on it, and Jeff Carter's still a name. You know, he's still he's, name value. He's, he's not. He's a classic anymore. But. He's a, yeah. It's the ghost of Jeff Carter skating around out there though at this point. Boomer <laughs> Jeff Carter. Well, he's always injured, uh, right? Daily Faceoff has him on on their second line because Malkin's hurt. Yeah, and I think I I mean now that the team's being run by Brian Burke, I will, I'm not like surprised by this trade. No, but like definitely not. Jeff Carter's constant, like his last five years have been twenty-seven games, seventy-six games, sixty games, and then this year he's played every game. This year, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, you know, you're getting an injury games prone is probably player. Every game, every game last year, too. Yeah, it's uh, most of them. That's, yeah, most. You're of missing like year. ten games. All right, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his game history right now. He's been injured once in the last, like. Eight years, buddy. I don't know what you're talking but he, about. Yeah, he's old. The last, he's, the last four years, he's never. The injury played a full was a season. huge injury. Like okay, that 27 like, games was a huge. 76 huge games loss. out of 82 is pretty good, and it literally killed him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not doubting that. But then look at the point pace. 39 point pace. 37 point pace. 36. He's on. A, he's he's not, on pace for a 41 his, point pace game right now. He's not good. He's like he's not great anymore, and he's not. He still has another year on his deal too. Yeah, exactly, and and it's at a high cap hit. He's he's making, what what is it right here? He's making, oh, they retained. Oh, okay. You know what? That looks a lot less bad now. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it. I didn't realize they retained when I looked. Saw and he's that a trade. playoff. It's two point six. It's two point six million dollar cap hit. 
Mm-hmm. That's also, that's a yeah. lot more feasible. That's a lot better than I thought it was. Luke's but still having another year cups. on that on that deal, I think. Right. That, yeah, that, I, 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 think I don't like them. having. Yeah, I don't like having that extra year on the deal there, especially because they're so cap tight next next season. Um, because they're gonna they're losing. You know, RFA Zach Ashton Reese, Teddy Bluger. Those guys are gonna get raises, right? And then. I guess they lose a little bit of money off Cody Cece, but they're going to need to replace him with someone else. And Cody Cece is already close to league men anyways. So they, they don't have a lot of cap room. They're very tight against the cap. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much Jeff Carter improves them either. It's not like Pittsburgh's a team that's missing cup experience. You know, if, no. if Jeff Carter was traded to freaking I don't know, Edmonton or something, I'd be like, okay, not none of those guys have No, that would have made way more sense. <laughs> On, and pro- exactly. It probably would have made more sense. Or even like Actually, Colorado. Actually, they need defense, and Car- Carter's not really defense. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But regard- regardless, it would have made sense on a bunch of younger teams. Colorado, mm-hmm. Edmonton would have maybe made sense on Florida even. Maybe would have made a little bit of sense on... The Leafs? Uh, I don't think the Leafs. No. no, it wouldn't make sense in the Leafs. But uh, maybe even he's Winnipeg. He's pretty stringent on where he goes, though, because he has a yeah, no move. I'm sure, I'm sure he didn't he, – I'm sure he had specific places he wanted to go because he had to waive his yeah. own move. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, it doesn't really make sense for Pittsburgh, in my opinion. I don't think their I issue do. has ever been playoff experience. I, a 36-year-old Jeff Carter, I don't think that moves the needle for them, even if they're only paying him $2.6 million. It's a very Burke move to do. It's a very brick move to do, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone on that team has been there and done it. Yeah. So, yeah. But he wants Uh, people that have only been there and done it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little... They're also dealing with a lot of injuries, to be fair to him. Like, I think Brandon Tanev, Kapanen, like, there's been some guys that... And Malkin, obviously, so... They're dealing with yeah. a lot of injuries right now, so I guess he saw the need to have to make this move, and he'll solve it. Pittsburgh only really has two re- two years left of cup contention before they're probably... Uh, Honestly, but, since, you, since, Jer- since Jerry sit- sorted himself out and become like an actual fucking goalie... Um, <laughs> they've been they, a lot better, yeah. They've, they've been a lot better. It was because Jerry was shitting the bed at the start and looked like a fucking awful bet, but now he sorted his shit out. And there, which has also done well for my fantasy team. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, move, did Ty? Do you have something else to add to this trade before we move uh, to the I was just gonna say, like, you'd think that that they'd want to, um, like, yeah, looking at Pittsburgh, if they only have a year, two, two years left of prime Crosby and Malkin. Like, you'd think they'd load up even more than just really Jeff Carter. But yeah, that that's the other thing. Like they did, but the thing is, they didn't really have the ability to load up because yeah. once. Those all those guys come back, they're gonna need the cap room to make that work. The roster space. Yeah. I don't I don't think there was much they could do unless they made a big move. Unless they went and got like a like a Taylor Hall and they made like shifted out cap space, which I don't think Brian Burke would never trade for Hall in a million years. So that yeah. wasn't happening. But uh unless they made like a Vrana for Mantha trade type thing, like giving to, yeah. giving away something good to get something good, I don't think they're ever gonna make a big move. Those are gonna be, Those are gonna be some good playoff series. That that division. Washington, yeah. Boston currently and Pittsburgh, New York New York. Oh uh, yeah, that that's gonna be a nice uh, interesting series to watch after that sweep uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Washington Nick, Boston will be sick. Will yes, be sick. it's going to be a violent series. It's going to be a heavy series to watch. Heavy yeah. hockey, as Brian Burke would say. <laughs> was uh, was Nick Felino your next on your list to go over? Uh, I mean, I know you've been itching to talk about Nick Felino this entire <laughs> podcast, so why don't we just let you do that right now, and you can get it out of your system. All righty. We can talk about all the Leafs moves right now if you'd like. Okay. But you're getting a five-minute time limit. The other two don't really matter to me. Ben Hutton, great, whatever, in case someone gets hurt. You have a guy who can play. Uh, Suomela, AHL player. Barabanov wasn't even playing. So Nick Foligno was their big move that Dubas was waiting on, right? He said for the past few weeks, he's like, I'm going to load up on this team. and I, I believe that they're ready for a run. And he went out and got Nick Foligno. 
So everyone how do you was feel? disappointed. Everyone was disappointed at this. I was a little bit disappointed that this was kind of their big move, but <sighs> I think it's a good one. I think Polino makes the team better. He makes the team better. No, no denying that at all. The only thing that I don't like is parting with a first round pick, basically for him, right? Even though you look at Taylor Hall, got a second round and and, and a bottom six player and Bjork <laughs> and Bjork. Yeah. Yeah. To see Nick Felino get that it's the first to give the first for Felino. You're kind of disappointed at first, but we're I not think giving Calculanin enough credit. Yeah. He got, he, he got two first round picks into the mic, Eric. He got two for, <laughs> he got a lot of resources for t- David for the, Savard yeah. and um, yeah. Nick Feligno. Like, Big he credit got to him. Absolutely. He has three first round picks next year. His, the Lightnings, and the Leafs. That's or the, yeah. year, sorry. That's a yeah. that's a ha- nice package right there for two guys that he wasn't even gonna re-sign. Didn't fit into their plan long term. Like that that's very good. Very good. I mean, I bet, I bet Felino re-signs there in the offseason, but I mean, even if he does, right? They're all yeah. even better for him, although they're they probably first gonna overpay him. Yeah. So He's he's a guy I think can play anywhere, right? And that's what people said. He can basically play anywhere in the lineup. You want to play him with Tavares? Go ahead. You want to play him on the third line to make a super shutdown line with Engvall and Mikheyev? That works too. He can kill penalties. I said maybe a month ago before the trade deadline, I'm like, I think Nick Felino would be a good acquisition. You did. You did. I, I you did. Get credit there. And looking, we did not I may, think we'd give up a first round pick. Yeah, that's the thing. I I wanted Felino more than I wanted Taylor Hall on this team. Just being honest on that one. So, but but like, does he help the what the Leafs need right now? Looking He's at the exactly Leafs, most, what the Leafs needed. He's almost exactly what the Leafs needed for the playoffs, yeah. which is. Speed speed gets neutralized a little bit. It's more systems based. It's more dump and chase hockey in the playoffs. It always is. That's why Tampa went and acquired Goudreau and uh, Blake Coleman, Coleman yeah. in the uh, at the previous deadline last year before their cup run, right? So they knew those two guys, they play that kind of hockey, and they're very good at it, especially Coleman. But And the Leafs went and looked up for league, and go, went, okay, that's what we wanted, that kind type of style of play, even though he's not Blake Except Coleman. Except Coleman, yeah, Coleman's way yeah, better. Yeah. They're both way better than Nick Feligno is. That's the issue. The issue isn't the style of his play. The issue is the impact of the player and what he has. Yeah, not that I he mean, can't rebound a little bit with the Leafs. Yeah, that's what he's hoping. This year. Yeah, he's, he's been awful this year for Columbus, and he just hope that system's and coaching-based. Yeah. Because the whole team uh, kind of sucks. The only thing that – only reservation I have – is like you're looking at the lineup, the top nine is basically set. So the you just have to hope that Keith takes out Simmons and Thornton, which I mean, those two guys are on the power play, the first power play unit. So are they gonna really come out of the lineup? I like that's should they be there, Luke? Come on. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. But they if the first off, they shouldn't be there. But if since they are there, it doesn't give me much hope that they're gonna be out of the lineup when Felino yeah. and Nylander come I back, agree. right? So because you're not taking out any one of the top three. Engvall might Gal- go. Engvall Eng- might be sitting out, yeah. Engvall mm-hmm. might go, but like, are you, you're not sitting out Hyman. You're not sitting out Mikheyev. You're not sitting out most of these guys. The top nine is basically pretty set, I'd say. Yeah. I the, think only, the only people yeah. rotating are like Engvall, uh, Thornton, Spezza, Simmons, uh, Felino. Basically, is no, not rotating. Felino, Felino's Felino's in the he's there. So you got ten. You got ten yeah. people for. I think that Galchenyuk is gonna is just like a honeymoon phase right now. I actually don't think Galchenyuk is gonna stay in the top six for much longer. I know yeah, he's we'll been good. See. He's been but, good. So, but the second he stops being good, he's useless. Yeah. And like, he, <laughs> wow. But <laughs> I know that's not deep analysis. But what I mean is the se- the second he isn't like. You know, playing in that very heavily offensive role, he's useless. Yeah, he's not he, he going to be useful on a third he's, or fourth line. He has to be on the on the top six. Yeah, and if yeah. he stops producing, he's out of the lineup. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts. But yeah. Anyways, I think that Felino fits on this team. Uh, 
I'm excited to see him play. The, you can now say that the Leafs are ready for playoff hockey. They have the grit. They have the leadership now. They have like five former captains of teams on their on their roster now. So yeah. nobody can complain about yeah. leadership. <laughs> leadership. No one can complain about Dubis. Dubis has done such a good job at filling every single hole that they've needed. It's it's on the players. They'll find now. a way. Yeah, it, it is on the players now. But he did put the team together. But he has added everything. Every, all of his critics wanted him to add. He added. So so th- now this is a, <laughs> this is something maybe you can make a, a post on or store some stories on some original but, content about yeah some original content about <laughs> so the Leafs main the Leafs most likely playoff matchup right now I think it's over fifty percent is Montreal yeah. and Montreal plays a really effective trap game that the Leafs can't seem to break through I mean all. let's not say they can't seem to break through they've won most of their games against them they've won but I mean the X the like the 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 the, the, the like the stats expected goals and everything kind of lean in, in Montreal's favor and if, if a well, playoff series the thing like is with Montreal when you enter a playoff series against them there's a very clear weakness which is their left their left defense right Edmondson uh Eric Gustafson and uh I think Brett Kulak or Ben Sherrod. Yeah, Sherrod. Yeah, Sherrod's injured, but Sherrod's going to come back. Yeah, Yeah, so one of those two, right? That's their left defense. That means if you're the Leafs, you're attacking that side of the ice the majority of the time. Petri, Weber, you know, very good players offensively, very good players defensively. You're attacking that left side. So even if all you need to do to beat, beat Montreal, the strategy is very simple. It's attack with speed off the rush, attack the left side, and then if you can't, uh, get a clean zone entry. You dump the puck in. Edmonton. Edmonton isn't very mobile. He's not super fast. Same thing with Sherratt. Gustafson can't even defend. So you know that. Yeah. You know, and especially picking up Nick Foligno, who's going to win in a puck battle between Gustafson and Nick Foligno. It's him. It's Nick Foligno, right? Same thing with Tavares. Same thing with. Sorry, Hyman. I have a I have a question. Hyman, yeah. So basically, the Leafs' last three trades have been with Columbus. If you like, for the most part, uh, do you think on the ninth when they traded for Riley Nash that they knew they were going to be getting Felino like three days later, yeah. two days later? Do you Definitely. think like I that think had to do with target. overpayment? Do you think that had to do with the overpayment though? Like maybe they just traded more for later. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely a part of the deal. I, I doubt a trade like that happens without... Because I even forgot to factor in Riley Nash. Like, he's gonna, probably going to be the fourth-line center. So now you have even, like, your solidified top 11. <laughs> and well, you have five Nash people might rotating. not even make it into a game. Yeah, right? he's not. He's he's injured. He has a knee injury. Oh, so he, true, it's, right. it's dependent. And if he does come back, it's basically only playoffs. He was a cap. They don't have the yeah. cap space, yeah. And, and I doubt they That's give him much it. time in the playoffs if he hasn't played a game. Like... What are the odds that Riley Nash beats out one of the 18 guys that are going to be vying for those two other spots? They they have played Riley Nash in the past three two, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. The past two or three years yeah. in the playoffs. Boston. Yeah, Boston. Boston, Boston and, and then Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's, a, he's a solid defensive what, center. He's yeah, a, for he's sure. a very defensive player. He's very good defensively. Yeah. And I'm sure if he was healthy right now, he'd end up in the lineup. I'd, I'd bet mm-hmm. on that. But... What are the odds he's played zero with the team? They're in the first round of the playoffs. They need to win. Are you going to throw in the guy that hasn't played your system yet? Or you know, definitely depends. Most NHL systems back. are very similar. He's played a system like Toronto's before, no doubt. But mm-hmm. you know, what are the odds you th- he has chemistry with anyone right away? I don't. I don't know. But okay. anyways, moving on. My five the- minutes are up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt like I a little gonna, longer than five. Did we actually talk but, about the Palmieri's Ajax trade? Or no, no, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Palmieri. No, haven't really. We we briefly mentioned it when talking about uh, the uh, screw up by Kevin Adams, <laughs> but uh, the Kyle Palmieri trade. I think me and Martin talked. Actually, me and Martin talked about it on the last podcast, didn't we? Didn't that happen right before? Our last podcast. Yeah, it was it last did. week sometime. It did. It was last yeah, week. Yeah, you talked about it on a, a bit on the Yeah, on we the did. Episode. Okay, so we already kind of talked about it, but now looking at it right now, like it was a very, very, very good move to make. They got a very yep. good deal for him. And it kind of, although it ended up kind of helping the the Bruins, because we were talking, when me and Martin were talking about it, we were saying how the Islanders stole Kyle, stole Kyle Palmieri from the Bruins. Yeah, do you but think Lou's a little pissed at himself? 
I mean, it, it is interesting because they <laughs> might have gotten him the better player. That yeah, trade he is, just set is up the, his a rival to get a better player. Yeah. The, the trade to get like Zajac is a typical Lou move. Like I think yeah, that's the they, main. Maybe that's the main reason he took that trade because he really loves Travis Zajac from his time with the Devils. <laughs> it's a, it's like a literally a, a, a Lou move, but I think they're both solid players. I don't think it's an overpayment at all. They basically just gave up a first round pick, right? For for two guys who yeah, no, Trost it's, is going to get the best out of for sure. It's not an Definitely. overpayment at all. Like that that's a very normal trade deadline move especially i really like kyle palmieri like he's not just a good goal scorer he's not just good offensively he's actually a very good defensive winger like he wins puck battles he defends well he defends in zone very well he forechecks pretty well like he does everything that you need him to do especially in the playoffs like he'll fit into the islanders system perfectly like uh, i think ty said right like he'll fit into trot's system no problem like, Trotz is going to get the best out of any player that he gets. Like that's without a doubt, the system that he has. I don't know about the best okay. out of any player he gets. But how yeah. many but middling? How many middle six players can they can they throw out there to just you know and just dominate the game and shut the other team down? Matt Barzell, but okay, but like <laughs> Travis Zajac out there, like you know he's just going to shut the other team down. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, and then. I think they had to make this move anyways because Anders Lee's out. Anders Lee, that's the that's the other thing that I wanted to say. Like they needed a replacement for him. Yeah, I they need Palmieri on Barzal's wing. I yeah. if they don't have I Martin, maybe go check the uh the daily face off lines. But if they don't have Palmieri on Barzal's wing, I'm gonna be pissed because that's his that should be the They're guy they try Palmieri to put the third line according Ugh. to face off. They have <sighs> Dejack on Barzal's wing. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? That's just daily face-off. Daily face-off's not always right. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, though. they're not right. Actually, well, it, it, they're usually pretty on point. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. Let's. I'm trying to I see. If I, I never. Can... I never have faith in the Islanders, but fuck, they give me a lot of reason to have. Is 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 Lee also coming back for the playoffs? Oh my god, no! I'm looking at the the game lines no. for last game. He definitely played with freaking Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom. That's annoying. Ty Ty Lee's done for the Lee season. Lee has a torn ACL. He's done for the year. He's ah, done for basically eh? a, well, like twelve months. Torn ACL. That That's unfortunate. Oh, he got a goal in so his. They, uh, Second game against. So they had to do that trade. Yeah, yeah, they had, yeah, had to. They would have. I mean, they could have probably. So Kevin still- Adam kind of, Kevin Adam kind of got fucked because New Jersey was so willing to do this trade because they definitely want Hall. So he was right to say no at first, for sure. That's all but you could th- do. No, but the thing is, how? But he should have known the market. He should have met, talked to every GM who's interested, who's willing to make that move, and who isn't. The second he yeah. he should have known. There's two teams that are going to make these moves. Maybe, maybe there's another one out there we don't know about. But right? he could. And then the second like, that came up, he should have made it. But it's kind of okay. I don't want to no, bring up my house. Isn't he controlled it's, by? I, I, don't want, I, I don't want to bring up my no. house, but like, <laughs> okay. I I I kind of got my house like at a pretty good uh, price, basically just because mm-hmm. I time I got really lucky with timing, and he hadn't gotten any offers. And I came in and gave him an offer, and it was a, it was a nice fair offer. Um, essentially, it seems like Kevin Adam kind of was like holding out, holding out, like because he thought he could get play this guy off of this guy. But Lou moved quick and just made a trade because he's like, "Well, fuck." Oh, you, we Lord. all knew gonna Lou was going to make a trade. Anyway. That's the thing. We all knew he had that, well, the second Kevin Anders Adam Lee not, was in. not playing the person well. Yeah, not playing but, the man. But, but, yeah, so it was well. it was his fault though. That wasn't yes. it wasn't like yes, like if all of us as fans, all of us saw the trade board, we all knew the Islanders were out there looking for a forward. And the second Anders Lee went down, he should have known that too. Yeah, like they're they're second in their I, division. I am interested right. how long he was talking to people because like, that would be a a big thing right because he should have been talking to people for like a month at least 
maybe all yeah. year to be honest like as soon as it looked like they were doing shit like 10 games in you should have been talking to every gm yeah. seeing what yeah, the market see is what's keeping valuable. track and yeah mm-hmm. yeah but so he, it fucked, is, it. Is he fucked the pooch <laughs> but um the other okay so the other thing that people wanted to talk about was St. Louis because they're in an interesting position. Won the cup two years ago, did not make a move this trade deadline, right? And they are their biggest, in a their biggest. Spot. I would like to say their biggest move was not making a move and not trading Hoffman. Hoffman was one of the top five, yeah. I think, on the trade bait board, and then mm-hmm. they didn't move him because but they started they have? like. It seems like they shouldn't like, maybe. They're in a division. They're in a division with the Avs and the Knights. Yeah. And a surging and even the Wild. Even the Wild are good. Yeah. Like they're solidly the fourth best team in that division. And even then, I think Arizona's right on their ass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Arizona's I, a point. I think they, I think they should have traded Hoffman. I think they should have as well. I think they would have gotten a lot because people like people will look at those thirty goal years. I think Hoffman would still do that and Hoffman hasn't been good for the Blues at all. Like, no, he he's hasn't. Been, he's been very bad. He he was a healthy scratch, I think, at some point. He's been very no, bad. That was, just, that was just before the trade deadline. That yeah, was okay. classically. Yeah. If you asked a week ago or two weeks ago even, I think St. Louis would have sold. But then they had a, a, a good they run, a good string them. of games. They literally healthy scratched them. I know, I know. It but makes, I'm just—it makes very little sense. Then they beat they beat Colorado eight one. I think the other day, or no, it was uh, Minnesota eight one. And I was like, oh, this yeah, is this has changed one. their this has changed their their perspective on what they're going to. Same thing with Nashville a month ago. Nashville was ready to sell Ekholm, uh, Grandland. Um, but Nashville didn't have to sell those guys, right? They okay, still have but a year all, left. All, yeah, and the thing is, the Knights, two games before the Blues beat the Wild 9-1, they lost 6-1 to the Knights, <laughs> who they're going to probably end up playing, or the Avalanche in the or first Or not make round. the playoffs. And, and the yeah. Avalanche right now are beating them 4-2 as we talk. <laughs> yeah. As we speak. <laughs> yeah. They did nothing, so, and they, yeah, so I, I thought they were ready to sell Hoffman. I was, like, praying for Jaden Schwartz to be on the market. Like Vince Dunn, maybe yeah. even was was his name was thrown out there, right? So, so here's the thing with Doug Armstrong, right? So, two years ago, or no, three years ago, uh, the Blues are in a playoff spot. Uh, they're not doing too hot though, and Doug Armstrong does something interesting that very few other GMs do. He goes and he trades uh, Stastny for a first round pick to the Winnipeg Jets in a playoff spot. He sells at the deadline. Next year, he wins a cup, right? So used those assets, won a cup the next year, rebuilt the team. Used, I think he used some of those assets to go and acquire uh, Braden Shen. Or maybe that was, no, that was the year. No, it was Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Thank you for correcting that. And with Ryan O'Reilly, St. Louis Blues win the Stanley Cup. This year, I feel like maybe the the idea of the fact that they won a cup two years ago kind of like blinded him, but... I think he should have sold. I, I think he should reading, have looked at that roster and went, mm, "This isn't this isn't gonna win us a cup." But I was reading Thirty One Thoughts uh, Elliot, from yesterday from Elliot Friedman, and he was like, "I think Doug Armstrong looked at that that Stanley Cup winning year. They were basically in last place in in yep. December sure. of that year, right? And yeah. they could have sold. They didn't really. I don't recall that they made any moves. No, they, they didn't need to sell because by the time the trade deadline came, they were already surging." On like a 10, 15 game, like or a ten game win streak or something ridiculous. So I, I don't think that's a, you know, that, super. But that's, that's what Elliot was like. He's like I, he could have sold, and even before the trade deadline, they could have sold. But he believed in the team, and maybe he's taking that belief with him for this yeah. this playoffs. But I, I think they could have still sold Mike Hoffman and still be competing with Arizona for that last place. I agree as well. Yeah, I don't think they needed Hoffman to make the playoffs. Like a hundred percent, they could have got rid of Hoffman, update up, upped Jordan Cairo's playtime, which they should probably do any anyways. And there you go, you have an extra asset, like future asset. You got rid of Mike Hoffman, 
who probably won't sign there, and you probably still make the playoffs because you're competing against fucking Arizona. You should be able to beat them. The other thing is they are like a couple of years ago, they weren't necessarily in the last few years of their contending window. Whereas now they kind of are right. Like they signed a big yeah. Tory Krug contract. Who's 29 or 30 almost He's Justin Falk's contract. Yeah, Justin Falk's contract is big and long as well. He's um, 29. Yeah. 29. There you go. So it's like oh, Ryan O'Reilly's 31. 30. Uh, let's see. 30. Fact checker. 30. Yeah, 30. 30. Um, so a lot of these guys are in their last few years of the real cup contention window. I do think they have some good young guys. Um, Robert Thomas, obviously, coming up. Awesome, awesome, awesome player. Vince Dunn's great. Like, they have some guys, but... Uh, they were also you ready to call Vince Dunn. Yeah. I thought you yeah, loved Yeah, and they were ready to... Sorry? I thought you loved Cairo too. Oh, Cairo too, yeah. Cairo's awesome. Like, they... Those are the guys they should. I, the thing is, I think they, Doug Armstrong is right to want to bring this team to a cup. I just wish if he was going to do that, I wish he added them. I wish he yeah. improved the team to give them the ability to win those couple rounds. Like I, they, I liked how he made a decision. Like those that year before he won the cup, he made a decision. He looked at that group, said they weren't good enough. I'm gonna sell. I wish he looked at this group now and said, I they look good enough. I'm gonna add them. I'm going to improve this team for the playoffs, not just not do anything. Not not trading these guys is kind of showing that the current team, they talk about this all the time, is it's like a reward. Showing your faith, yeah. Yeah, that you have faith in them, which they say helps morale and helps them play better because it's like, Wow, he has faith that we can do this by ourselves, like with what we have and shit. Or, or he wasn't sure, and then he didn't want to add because, <laughs> because he was like, "I don't want to risk a future asset if we're not going to win a round." <laughs> There's a couple ways to look at it, but yeah. the thing is, the Blues, at least, the thing that the advantage they have over the Avalanche is that they're a worse team, yes, but they play <laughs> playoff hockey. The style of playoff hockey that does typically fairly well, right? Grind people down, um, you know, clog up the neutral zone, uh, dump and chase hockey, very heavy forecheck. Like, that's their game. Avalanche are all speed, right? So people talk about, like, why the Avalanche have struggled in the past. Well, if their entire game was based off of street, uh, speed and Dallas had a really good uh, neutral zone, uh, uh, heavy forecheck and really go good neutral zone defense. It made it very hard for the Avalanche to you know get speed through the middle and attack and attack off the rush. So the Blues theoretically, if they end up playing the Avalanche in the first round, I do think they have a chance. I think the Avalanche are a way better team this year than they were last year. But he, but I wish he added them. I wish he looked at the team said, "I have a chance. I'm going to add." But what is there to really add? I mean, other than Taylor Hall, there was really no impact players or, you know, I mean, if you, potentially impact players. Why not, why not players. Go, get, go and get Taylor Hall if you're going to give up just a second round pick in Andrews York? Why not? Uh, well, he also, Taylor Hall only wanted, and the other part of it is Taylor Hall only wanted to go to Boston. Well, I'm sure, okay, I'm so sure, that's... I'm sure there was some ability to convince Taylor Hall St. Louis. Who won a cup two years ago? I, I'm 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 fairly confident that, that that could have been a conversation to be had. No? Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't see why not. If you wanted to really go to a, a contender. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> you you have to beat out Arizona, who is the team that you missed with the year before. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I think Hall's just really pick, bad at saying who's a contender. <laughs> I, think, I think NHL players in general are very bad at understanding who's a contender and who isn't. Because you see interviews all the time with NHL players. Oh, yeah, I came here to win. Blah, 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 blah. It's like all of us could see this from a mile away. You were not going to win with this team. You were going to be a deadline seller. You were never going to win. You signed a long-term contract. You're stuck with a losing team for the next five years as they rebuild. Like NHL players... They're amazing athletes, you know, but they are not good team evaluators. And that's because that's not what they do. But, you know, fans love to say they know everything, but they don't. 
they ought to play the game better than any of us. Think the game better than any of us, but they don't look at a team and evaluate them because they don't pay attention to all that kind of stuff. It's not their skill set. Anyway, see Colorado beating uh, Colorado not beating St. Louis. They would beat them. I could I could see that being a tough series. I think the Avalanche are going to win. If I was going to, well, they're they're playing right now, and Colorado won four three. Yeah, close game. They're up four one though, and then St. Louis came out and. I mean, they've they've both like kind Apparently of down. Dubnik scored on himself. So, as long as the thing is, the Blues are good as long as Bennington is somewhat capable as a goalie. Is he if, capable as a goalie? And also, if Grubauer gets hurt, yeah, Devin Dubnik's playing. Yeah, and that, Devin Dubnik's playing right Devin now. Dubnik. Apparently, and he, he let, scored and himself. he let in three goals. <laughs> he scored it himself. Yeah, yeah, but they have like forty shots, so. Hmm. Colorado's a dominant team this year. Like it's it's unfair. Well, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about next, which is the Sam Bennett trade. I meant I had a brief no, story on that. We don't care about Sam. Sam a Bennett. quick, a quick, a quick Sam Bennett talk. All right. Yeah. So and then Luke wants to go to. Who did bed. he get? Tra- who Correct. did he get traded to again? Florida. 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 For basically two, they- a second and a guy who was drafted in the second last year. Yep. So two second round picks for Sam Bennett, um, and just looking at his contract that he has. It is what is it right here? It is what this year he he's an RFA this offseason and he's making two point five million dollars. So they can't pay him less than that that contract. Is he even worth that contract no. right now? Barely, probably not even. Did they probably acquire him because of his playoff reputation? Most likely, right? But they traded two second round picks basically the equivalent value of two second round picks for him and the avalanche traded two second round picks for Devin Taves who's been a top 20 defenseman this season just absolutely amazing beside Kale McCarr dominant one of the best pairings in the NHL this year and they paid the exact same amount as that so my thing is where like where were these teams when they were like in the offseason when you had the best chance to acquire a top pairing defenseman for two second round picks? Like how did Colorado acquire Devin Taves for the price of Sam Bennett? Where was every other GM? Like what like Kyle Dubas? Why wouldn't Kyle Dubas have made that deal? I would have if I was him. Trade someone else out. Easy. Any team in the NHL should have made that move. So, anyways, that was my. To be fair, Sam Bennett was got a higher return than Taylor Hall. So (laughs) that as well. But but that's the thing you could tell what GMs value by seeing what they do in in crunch time, right? This is crunch time for general managers. So what do they do? Sam Bennett, he's been an awful regular season player for his basically entire career. But if you go to his hockey DB. Um, Martin, if you can open that up, um, yep. I'm pretty sure he's, he's almost point per game last year, five points in seven games or whatever it was and the year before that he had a good year as well. He's always performed decently well in the playoffs, whether that's just luck, whether that's his, his talent, you can tell what GMs really value, which is playoff experience. Same thing with Nick Feligno, even though Nick Feligno's made it past the second round, like once in his career and uh, he's won two playoff rounds in his career, I think. And but he was a captain and he has a playoff vibe to him. So that's what team value. Yeah. I think that uh, Sam Bennett is a guy who is just basically, he's still in the league because he was a, was he third overall or fourth overall a draft pick in 2014? Fourth overall right behind uh dry So you went from dry to Sam Bennett. <laughs> quite a, quite a drop off. Potential Hall of Famer. Anyways, we're going to transition <laughs> to our outro now. Thank you everyone so much for tuning into this week's Luke's episode of the trade deadline. I am falling asleep. I'm going to bed. I'm Luke's exhausted. We'll see you guys next year for the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, Can't wait to we'll see what trades we get next year. Next year, next year we'll be trade breakers. We'll be, uh, we'll be the McKenzie. West. Bobby McKenzie and Elliot Friedman. We'll have, yeah, our, all have our sources. Our deadline, our deadline day uh, broadcast yeah. panel. Yeah. We'll we actually Pepsi did get a couple of DMs with people sending me like inside and inf- reportedly, oops, reportedly inside information on a couple deals that supposedly were going to happen. 
So did they happen? Uh, the Taylor Hall, the Boston one, but I'm I'm not sure about the timelines <laughs> when those were sent versus <laughs> when it happened. Yeah, also Eric Eric only sees the DMs like five days later because dude, I I ha- there, in I have response DMs, to mine all the time. I have DMs <laughs> I haven't read that came to me in mid March. Like I'm a month behind for a lot of DMs right now. Martin, Martin, you got some work to do, buddy. Let's go. Dude, it's impossible at this point. You'd have to go back so far. There's so many. There's like, there's probably like 800. Here I am trying to DM Justin Bieber, who's got like 60 million followers. You got 26,000 and you can't even keep up. I can't keep up. (laughs) Now I I understand how all those people. All right. Good night. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.